When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back, and we are, I don't know if we're better than ever, but we're back. We both have our tea. You have just, you're a tea guy. My, my, I'm, I'm still battling a little bit of like a sore throat, so hopefully this gets me through. Hopefully at the end, I'm not, you know, sounding horrendous, but cheers to tea, my friend. Yeah, how are you, how, how is the last couple days of, of the sickness? Oh, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been rough. Let me tell you. There's nothing, Schick put it best, like when your kid gets sick, there's a part of you that looks at your kid and you're like, here, you think that little cold is going to get to me? Come on, that's a peewee cold. And then it just, it derails you. Oh, yeah. So I'm doing okay. I have to, I've, I've had to conserve my voice. Like I, did, I called the Kansas basketball game on Monday and I tried to literally not talk for the entire day until they were like, and uh, oh, yeah. and and then by the end of the game, I could feel it was it was struggling. So I should be okay. But the problem is, you make me you make me howl, my friend. So well, we'll try not, to, we'll try to keep good. the howling till to to segments. a minimum. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Good luck with with all that. So we have. I apologize to everybody. You were out of town. Your boy was under the weather. And in some ways, so we're taping this. It's Wednesday night, about six forty-five. In some ways. I'm kind of glad we are you kind of glad yeah. that you've let the rule hiring get announced. You get the press conference, mm-hmm. you let the dust settle, you let the you know, they wipe up the confetti. You know, that you smoke a cigarette, you say was it good for you? Was it good for you? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't, I don't know if that's a thing, but I think a, it was a big thing for, you know, like the 60s. I think there's a generation that Smoked. Everybody smoked, right? <laughs> Coming out of the war, everybody smoked. <laughs> and really up until probably our parents' generation, everybody in between there smoked. And I think it was like, that's the best thing you could possibly do after you do it. Every, every scene <laughs> in a movie is like, you, you're doing your thing for that chicken wing. <laughs> then, then the guy or whoever rolls over immediately uh, goes to the bed stand, immediate lighting of a cigarette. We're talking within a span of 15 seconds. Cigarette is lit and you're smoking. It's like, okay, I don't know how they did it in the 60s, but that's, I don't know if that's, can we get something that's just, <sighs> oh yeah, okay. What's the equivalent today like? Kids you get that, on Instagram. I mean, I feel like people just go and then it's like, Oh my God! Just start going through the TikToks. I don't know what it would be today. What is Kanye doing today? What is Kanye talking about today? Um, or they pop an Adderall real quick? Like, maybe Ooh. I don't know. Uh, but no, it, it's it's been nice to let yeah the like, let, let, yeah. Let, it, let it just sink in. You know, I think you and I talk about this all the time. Like when big things happen, some we live in this world where it's like have a take and whatever this take is right now you stick to it you will never be able to change yeah. your opinion yeah. and you cannot alter it tell me right it just happened right now tell me right now what you think you know yeah you're, you're supposed like, to ah. fully you have to be fully formed or something by the time like the news breaks and you can possibly say something yes right? like i i even reflect now on like the pandemic and it's amazing the lack of grace everyone extended everyone else to just like 
let me get my hand, let me get my hands around this thing on like what this is and like how I feel about this and what you know what I mean like everybody you had to you had to yeah. have you had to have incredible perspective on a once in a lifetime thing right in that moment and if you didn't have the right perspective how dare you what kind of person kind are, of person you? are <laughs> you tonight and, I, I'd argue it's still hard to understand today it is the a little pandemic bit. today yes and I, and think at March 2020 you had to know exactly. Yeah, what was going on? How you felt about it? What all this stuff? And, and it defines who and it you defined are. Who you are. And and I think to to take this to a complete apples to oranges, but like the same school of thought applies. Of like, okay, a hiring of Matt Rule happens, yeah. and or a new coach is hired, and it's like, call it now. No, don't Could give me that. Bad. Uh, yeah, I don't want any like. Well, we'll see. No, man, you got to tell me right now. I want five reasons why it's bad or five reasons why it's good. It's like, okay, let so me just... So do you hate him or do you love him? Yes. Because like there's no in between. <laughs> zero in between with that stuff. Uh, so it's been nice, I guess, in that regard yeah. to like allow some time to kind of pass and watch the press conference and look at him and like listen to him and then think about it more. Because I think I've... I've arrived at some different... I still have some questions and what and, and all that, but I've arrived at some different... Yeah, and, places. and I'm sure we'll get into the press conference, but the press conference, I mean, that's from Saturday to the press conference. Like if you your, your takes before the press yes. conference for at, right. versus after, I'm sure it's it's already been changed. So real quick, before we get back into that, we do have to, let, let's start with this and we'll get to it and we'll just move on because there's yeah. nothing really else to do. Um, so like I said, we're taping this on a Wednesday night, about 645, about an hour and a half ago, the news broke that Mickey Joseph was arrested today in Lincoln on suspicion of strangulation and third degree domestic assault which is like what when when the things started popping on twitter i was like oh my god is this the worst rumor in the world oh my god and then you get the mugshot you get all of it the victim was not named uh he was arrested at a separate location um and you know trev alberts made a announcement he he released a statement saying I was made aware of the charges against coach Joseph and given the nature of the allegations and based on university policy, he has been placed on administrative leave. We will have no additional comment at this time. Um, listen, at this point, it's all, I, we just got to let the, we got to let everything play out. I don't have any take other than this is just incredibly sad. Everything about this is sad. It is. It's just like, it's and sad. shocking. I mean, I, I keep hoping that it, it was one of those rumors, but if Trev Alberts is making statements, then oh, it's real. I didn't know until right yeah. now that it's real. So I kind of was hoping this would be like a hoax, but um, it's sad. Um, I mean, it's shocking. Right. It's shocking and it's sad. And I don't know what else you can feel right now besides that. It's weird because it's it's not just someone that you know. It's someone that you have gotten, you feel like you've gotten a sit passenger seat with him on this crazy like opportunity and ride that he's taken everybody on. You've loved him every step of the way for the past couple of months. And all of a sudden this happens and you know, it's just, it's I'm shocked right now. I am too. And I, like I said, I'm just sad. And I think the best thing though, is like, there's no reason to, speculate right now there's yeah, no you, there really isn't i mean this is one of those like you just have to as hard as it is that we have to talk about, about it yeah we have to talk about but it's also like you said like you don't have to have a take you don't have to because it's just like it's one of those situations where it's just like look we don't know 
there's there's only the allegation yeah. and and, and you, you just you let, let, let the facts play out let the case play yeah. out uh, i'm sure in the next couple of days a lot will come to light and it's we'll, just we'll know it's more. it's there are a lot of, obviously you know if everything's true it's it's you know i mean i don't have to be you know mr like there's just no place for domestic violence obviously there's no yeah. place for any of that yeah. stuff and you know the first person your heart goes out toward is the victim who, who we probably would assume who it is but the the other thing that's just from a football where we look at this from a football perspective, yeah. you know that's what this pod is. Um, it's just amazing to see a guy at the height. He is at the height of his coaching career. He's never been hotter. He's never been more sought after. All these things, and then this happens, and you just go, whew, brutal. It's sad. It's sad. So I, I I think you're you're right though. We just like we need to like just yeah. We gotta I, but let people know, know and let people know that it's it's just broke. So we don't know what's going to happen by the time yep, by people, the time you listen to this, there might be some more facts. There might be some more there stuff will, come out. There yeah. will be, and, so, and people will know better. But at least we like. I think we just had to like me and you need to talk about. It. We're like, what right. the heck just happened? Well, you know? and I felt so, like we needed to, we needed to, this needed to lead the pod. It's unbelievably yeah. in, in the fact that we're about to talk about this. Is our first conversation about Matt Rule being hired. Like I felt like this needed to lead the. Well, and the now podcast this is going to change things. Changes a lot. Of things because you go, so. is Mickey gonna stay? Is Mickey gonna stay? Now you go, Mickey ain't staying, and yeah. that's it's yeah. So there's there you go. Okay, well, okay. To to then transition. Do you want to put the headphones on and me, listen to a song? You got me one. Get me. One. I am ready for a song. It doesn't really work, but it works at the same time. Okay, it's a song that I know you are a fan of, my friend. And I always it's this one, right? Yeah, it's this yeah, one. There we go. Okay. It's never as loud as you I know. It, so, so, it, it so it's a song that I know you're a fan of, and uh, it's it's the most low hanging fruit. I just was like, okay, what song has a certain word in it? And I think that's the song I want to play for I the song a, of the day. I have a guess of the word you're looking for. Now I'm trying to think of the song. You want to just find out, or do you want to you want a couple more seconds to to think about it? I think you're going to incorporate the word rule. Yes. But what song? Are you ready for it? I don't God, know. God, I love this song. This song is one of my, I don't know what it is. It's the just even the first couple of seconds of this song, just, I've heard it a million times. It still just fucking stops me. Like it just, it hits me. Give it to me, buddy. Give it to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I couldn't think of another good song, but... I mean, how good? Tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. to rule the world everybody wants matt rule to rule the world matt right now rule shouts out to my guy matt rule is the guy ruling the world right now in husker football that is a great song though you know it's underrated is at a party if you play this people still love it sneaky like you would think it's more of a song like you you're on the interstate by yourself like a by yourself kind of a song yeah Sneaky 
party song. Because it's got a, a pretty fast beat. Yes. Everybody wants to rule the world. 1985. A very 80s song. Like super 80s. Oh, just a such a good. Can I get I wanna get I wanna get the final guitar after this. They hit us with it and I love it. Just can I get a one well, just one more and then we'll tone it down and we'll get into it. Mm. Come on, Matt Rule. Come on, Matt Rule. Where you at, boy? Matt Rule in the house. Do we want that? We, did, did another guitar? It's late to the party that joins in. It was a little tardy, and it's gonna come in. I mean, God damn. That's why it's good. God it's got damn. that good. It just got a great beat to it. Oh, that's a song right there. So that I don't know. Is that stupid? I'm playing it slow. Here we go. There we go. There is that a stupid song? I didn't know no, what else to play. That's pl- a great. That is I a had, great song. I knew that's like I was trying. Was to that your guess? If that was because yeah yeah I was actually that one kind of was twiddling in the back of my mind. It's not really like a song for Matt Rule, but it has rule in it. So we're just gonna go with it. That's good. We are gonna no. go with it. So Matt Rule's officially hired. Can I start with this? Before we get into just our, our reactions to it, I thought Dirk Chatlin had an had a hilarious on his Pick Six the Pick Six podcast. Him, Sam, and and Tom, I love listening to those guys. And he he talked about this leading up to Rule being hired, but he talked about how Nebraska fans and and some media members, it's like we are that person that is on their fifth marriage. And everything that happens reminds you of like, oh, well, that reminds me of my second marriage. Yeah. Or anything that comes out, you go, I've heard that before. Yep. So the one thing I've tried to do, because it's so true, is I've really tried to clear my mind with Matt Rule. Don't don't bring the baggage of Bill Callahan and Bo Pelini and Mike Riley and Scott Frost and whoever. Don't I'm trying not to bring any it now. It's hard because that baggage comes with you, but I'm trying to not bring any of that with me because I'd imagine nobody gets married thinking, you know what, this might end in divorce. Yeah, like everybody <laughs> thinks that that oh, this is the one we're going to be for together yeah. forever. And the same thing with a coaching marriage with a fan base and a coach, especially with Frost. Like I was not 99% sure, not 99.9% sure. I was 100% convinced he would work and it didn't. So that's a hard thing to wrestle with when now I'm standing at the altar with Matt Rule and you go, I do, but I said I do five years, four years ago. You, you know, yeah. does that make sense? I, yeah, I want to get I into think, that. Before. I think so. I think you're right. I think as fans, we have a lot of baggage. I think that's, I think yes. that's probably the truth. Like everybody I've talked to has said the same thing, which is I have a healthy skepticism going into this marriage. Every <laughs> one of them, every person I've talked to has said, I'm skeptical. I'm, I'm excited now. Right. But it's skeptical. I, I just, I'm not going to get my hopes up. That's what I keep hearing from everybody. I'm not going to get my hopes up, which is not what you'd normally hear when you're 
getting married, right? Yes. Um, so I think that's that's what I'm hearing. That's fair, right? Um, but if we're going to kind of jump into Matt Rule. Uh, Go for it. Jump in. The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. I guess like the one thing that that we also got to understand is those other marriages, those four <laughs> others. Yep. We got to watch all those other coaches watch what they didn't do right. You know what I'm saying? Where to me it's like the one thing that I kind of like stood back and thought about after I listened to Matt Rule's press conference was it seemed like Everybody kind of understands more. Like we under, we've been drilling into the problems. Like me and you for five years have just been like, <laughs> yeah. what are the? And, and most of the fan base is right there with us. Like all we've been doing is for these four coaches is here's what they did wrong. Here's what they did wrong. And then the frost era has been like, here's what they all have been doing wrong. What does Nebraska need to do? And we've been kind of breaking that down. After that press conference, the first time I felt like, well, it seems like him and Trev and the chancellor and like they all kind of understand what has gone wrong and what we probably need to do. Totally agree. And I I have never seen more clarity in that sense. It's not just like, wow, we got a great coach. It's like everybody seems to understand something. Yes. And that's where I'm kind of like, I was like pleasantly surprised from that end that like, well, at least we kind of know what we got to do. I totally agree. Because because Rule even mentioned that when he went on College Game Day right after it broke, and and saying I think it was uh, Reese Davis asked like why Nebraska and he and one of the things he talked about was incredible alignment between yeah, yeah. Ted Carter, Trev Alberts, and 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 himself, and we can kind of roll our eyes at that, but that matters. Like when is yeah. the, it's been a while since there's been straight alignment, everybody on the same page from. President, Chancellor, AD, yeah. Coach. It's been a long time since that's that's been the case, and then and fan base and Player, fan base players and players fan base right right because even as you talk about the the press conference because I think what you're saying is uh, a little bit of what my one of my first takeaways was was when when Matt Rule got up there and started talking, I was like, oh my god, he sounds just like Trev. Mm-hmm. They're, they were using they were, the same lingo. The same language, the same talking points, the same. Yes. And you could sit there and say, like, well, that's orchestrated. It's like, I don't, I, that, that is a, there is a genuine, because I even think they talked about it in the hiring process. Both of them did. It's like, it was almost like who in Step Brothers. Yeah. Where it was like, it was like, well, I think I like physicality. I like toughness. 
I think we got to build from the trenches. Did we just become yeah. best friends? Yep. Like, yeah. That's what it seemed like. I, I think that they've not only like, do they probably, you know, have similar philosophies. I think they've just <laughs> talked through those philosophies so much. They're both like, this is the right philosophy, right? And I think they both are in alignment with it. So they're using the same lingo and they're talking the same talk, which means that like Trev has explained to him probably thoroughly, here's where we, Nebraska is. Here's all the things we've done wrong. And Trev knows those yes. things. And I think Rule has really understood that. So that to me, I was like, I, that's I, what I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And I even think, uh, you know, Trev, either Trevor Rule got asked about it or brought it up like unsolicited, you know, like a side, un, like unsolicited on this, on a side little conversation with somebody about how much they sound the same. They're like, yeah, they think like we're, you know, Trev's telling me what to say or whatever. It's like, no, they, we just speak the same language. They talked about physicality, toughness, being developmental, yeah. all those kinds of things. And that matters. Not only because Trev's right, but you better have it's it's why it's it's why we've talked about it. Like one of the reasons I never felt like Mickey, Mickey, all the things Mickey would talk about about what needs to get fixed was recruiting. Yeah, yeah, and that's not really what Trev was would be. You know, like when Trev talked about like we need to be the he always talks about being the elite developmental institution. We need to be you know physicality, tempt all those things like rule sounded just like him in that and i'm like nick i think for the last month those two have talked probably a couple times a week about this kind of thing like there's it's it's it makes sense that they would be on the same page because they've been talking right. through well what does development mean to you okay yes like what does alignment mean to you okay like and they what does toughness look like what you, are, how do you how do you coach physicality yeah. how do you you know all those me, like say if me and you are talking about something and we talk about for a month like when somebody asks me and somebody asks you we're probably gonna say dang you're the same thing because right. we've been talking it through and we come to the same conclusions well this is really the right probably answer you but know? i also think I also think, what is it? I feel like you've seen some newlywed games on like, you know, ideal, ideal date night. And each person has to answer. Yeah. And one might be like concert party all night. One might be like romantic night, romantic night walk or whatever. And like you check your compatibility. So what I think is interesting is I, I it would have been great to be able to be like a fed and tap day phone. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. By the way, you still haven't watched The Wire, Nick. I know. You know, if you're going to tap phones, you got to be willing to watch it, The Wire. Of all the things and that Nick are like, Ball, if you would say that, I'm like, hey, man, man, you Nick, tell nobody all that. You put my business for out For what there. people know and think of Nick Ba, <laughs> are you ashamed that he hasn't watched The Wire? The like most Nick Ba It is a Nick Ba show. show. I know. I I'm just, sorry. I... I'm sorry, but it is dated in the sense that there's wiretapping. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so I, listen, I'm trying to tap, tap rule it. I'm going to tap rule. that phone real quick because my guess is though that Trev, I, I bet the first conversations are more like those conversations are open ended. Like, well, what do you if you were to be the head coach in Nebraska? What are some things that you yeah would bring or do? What do you think is important? And you're looking for those commonalities, you know? Yeah. And so, and th so my guess is that's how it started. And then they go back and forth and then they're like totally, cause I mean, yeah. they're from the same, they're from the same kind of era. They're a little bit too I think they're like close in age. I mean, right. I think Trev's a little bit older, right? But yeah, I mean, there's, you know, 
One's from Penn State, one's from Nebraska. It's like, look, they, they're in that same era. Both, right. both were under great coaches, Paterno and Osborne. Like, they both work for, like, you know, like, yeah, like elite places. I think they both clearly get it. Whatever totally. it is, yes. which is like, they, you know they understand what's going on. It's clear they understand it. Like, Matt Rule got up there and said more things that I thought were right about what Nebraska is <laughs> than I think I've ever. I was like, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't want to, I don't know where, where, where yeah, you're well, at. I mean, I, cause we're kind of going all over the place here, but I mean, do you want to stick with the presser? Yeah. Okay. Let's because, stick with there. Because yeah. I think one of the things that, you know, and Dirk wrote about it and it's been, I mean, he's the son of a preacher and you can tell he can like talk. He, he gets up there and that dude is captivating. Yeah. He can really command an audience, hold an audience, but it also like, it's not just flat. Like he, it's what he was saying all made sense. I'm with you. Like it was all, uh, it was all stuff that, that we've been talking about for a long time. Um, and listen, communication matters. Charisma matters. It doesn't guarantee that you're going to be a great coach, <laughs> but if you kind of think about it, like if you go through a lot of the old, a lot of the older coaches like in terms of their their how captivating they were charismatic they were how much they were like he talked about relationships i think that's important too yeah. like frost connecting with kids charismatic it's like yeah riley i mean he was kind of older and a dork yeah. uh Bo, yes i think Bo really you could I speak to it connected, Bo really connected in the locker room yes where but he was, not with not the, the masses yeah um, Callahan, nah. and then even Frank and T.O. weren't the most engaging people in the world. I mean, I feel like no, that like, wasn't their strength. Their strength wasn't like addressing the team and being charismatic. They're like, you know, T.O.'s was more right. just like the, you know, the presence and the, you know, the stoicness, which is, the which is a place for that. The work you know? at, yeah. I mean, and just, he had vision too, right? Well, what, so, okay. So what else with the, with the presser jumped out at you? I mean, he, he, he's the first guy that's come here and said, this game's about offense and defensive line, like right. Recruiting them, like developing them. Uh, I, I mean, he, he, it's how you win. In the, what do you say? Yeah. It's how you win in the elements. It's how you get a lead and, and keep a lead. Yeah, like, and, and just being physical and being tough. Like, physical, tough development, O-lines and D-lines. Like, that's what we've been talking. We've been beating that for especially the last two years. We've been beating that drum. And it's like when you, you know, and that's where, like, I hope it's not lip service. I think he believes it. I do that's think the thing. he believes I wanna, it. I'll be interested to see if, it's, if it is or not. Yeah, but, I mean, he's saying all the right things. Like, he just checked off every box I could have wanted to check off. I mean, he, in the opening press conference, tells you how you need to recruit Nebraska. Right. Which is like, I'm going, thank God. You know, he's got the Texas, Texas, Florida, Jersey. Yep. They got the East Coast thing. And then the 500-mile radius. He's talking about, we can't let these FCS schools take our, you know. Like, right. He hit all the points. Like, he's done, like, he's he won the press conference, right? right. So, like, that's where... I, you have to be pleased with that, that there seems to be an understanding of what needs to happen. Now, does that mean it will happen? We don't know that yet. Right. And that's our skepticism 
That's the that's the, the fifth marriage. marriage of like my fourth husband said the same thing to me. <laughs> you know, like you know, th- that's where you gotta. But at the same time, my fourth husband did not say the same thing because if you think about it, like Callahan, he was gonna come in. It was West Coast offense. You're gonna you you know we're yeah. upgrading from this stuff. Like we're just got the best scheme. We're best scheme. Yeah. Um, Bo came in there and Bo was like, "Listen, anybody looks at us sideways, we're <laughs> knocking the fuck out of them." That's what our <laughs> philosophy is, you know. And it was like yeah. that kind of worked, you know, like. It's Riley back to West Riley Coast, back to like Nebraska, right? And then Frost, it was speed, and we're going to outscore you and all that stuff. So, like, he was the first guy to come in that's new. Because, Frank, you know, when Frank came, Frank got hired, it was just going to be a continuation of what had yeah. been happening for 40 years. But, like, he's the first new guy to come into the job and say, here's what I believe. Trenches, uh, developmental, physicality, yeah, that's how that's how this, this thing's going to get we built. Recruit. This is how we're going to do things. It's going to be it, hard work. I, I did like though he he was very like grounded in. It's going to be work, take time, right? And it can be done. But you know, like I I think those were that was just it was a he was subtler than I think people might have expected him to come out with maybe more bravado, but like he was very understated in a lot of that. And I really actually, I appreciate I thought he handled the expert, you know, people asked about timeline of when things happen. He was honest. He was like, Hey, you know, I want to win tomorrow. I want to win every game we play. This is going to be a lot of work though. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know what people, you know, and that's the thing that frost again, frost couldn't help, but like step on rakes with stuff. You know, the whole, I hope the big 10 has to adjust to us and even you better catch us now because in year two, we're going to be dangerous. You know, it's just like, you say all that stuff. You just kind of, now, a lot of this is like when it doesn't work, then you throw it back in someone's face. But like I thought Rule handled that stuff yeah. pretty well. You protect you protect yourself in the future by doing that way, which I would probably do. The Frost way, it's fine. Just got to win. And then it's like, you then you doubly look cool. Like you doubly look better. <laughs> like if right. you call your shot and you have bravado, then people later on say, that's what we needed. We needed somebody right. to come say it. So like right. in the end, I don't care that Frost did. It just rules. Now you can't go back <laughs> but, and, and come at him. You know? Yeah, because, I mean, as we're sticking with these marriage things, like if we're doing the vows, the vows was like, repeat after me, Matt. I, Matt. I, Matt. <laughs> vow to build through the lines. Vow to build through the lines. In rain or a snow. In rain or a snow. <laughs> cold weather or cold warm. Cold weather or warm. <laughs> cold weather or warm. I will run the football. I will, I run, will the run the football. football. Like, yeah. like the vow, but like he said, I will run the football. He prepared too. his own vows. <laughs> he prepared his own vows and yeah. they were good. Yeah. And Trev said, I will run the football. Too. And, I mean, Trev and Matt rule basically got up there. They were like, who gives away this man? And it was like, Tom Osborne was like, I knew I give him away. I give away Trev. Trev. <laughs> do you promise to support Matt through losses and wins through fumbles and turnovers? Through two-point conversion misses and safeties and block punts and field goal shanks. Tom Osborne married. Tom Osborne married him. Trevin. 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 Matt Rule got married. Tom Osborne married him. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, Oh, my God. Uh... No, but he did like his vows. Everything he said was like, "Damn, I just that shit spot on." He, I mean, I was in I was in Nashville with my wife on vacation, and it's 
10 o'clock at night. We, and we missed it during the day, but we pulled right. it up and we both watched it. And she was like, wow, he's a great speaker. And right. I was like, yeah, he did a great job. Like he just won, <laughs> he just won the press conference. Like he was really good. Good start. I mean, that's where you can't like that stuff matters. And I'm telling you, there was probably a lot of people on Saturday. They went, I don't know. We rule, like we got rule. And then on Monday after that press conference, I don't know that there was a lot of people that were like, I'm still mad about this hire. I think most people were that, very, so tell I me. I was a little bit like that. Yeah. I wasn't mad about the hire. I wasn't like, this is a terrible hire. Yeah. But I would say I wasn't one of those guys, like, I'm not going to be disingenuous, and people can run back the tape of, we've been talking about this for months now. Like, he wasn't number one on my list. Dave Aranda Dave was Aranda one, yeah. or Kleiman or even, like, I think it also was weird. It also hit weird for people when all of a sudden Fickle got hired to Wisconsin because all of a sudden it was like, you know, Fickle shows up in her in his wedding dress. And you're like, we, we could have married Fickle? Fickle. Fickle. But... So that brought up, drummed up some emotions. But here's the thing is, just because someone isn't number one on your list doesn't mean that you think they're a bad hire. No. Like, I just needed some time to kind of, like, sink my teeth into it. And I'm, and so I would say after the press conference, I did feel a little bit different about him. I was like, okay. Not only, not just, not not the low-hanging, like, he, he just was captivating up there and I got, like, swept off my feet because he was slick-talking. But what the what he was saying was all like, I mean, he nailed it. Yeah, and you know, he, the guy had a point too. Like he, he didn't he doesn't have to coach this year. He could have taken a year off, done media, and made you 40 know million. forty million bucks, right? So the fact that he wanted to do it shows that he actually finds Nebraska like appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, because he doesn't necessarily need the money. I mean, we were paying him. We're really paying him. Yeah, we'll too. get into that. Uh, but you know, the guy is a worker. And I get the sense that to be successful, you have to be kind of a ridiculous grinder. Like you right. really do have to be so you got to have a level of energy to do that job. Right. That's really unique. And I think he's one of those guys. I do think he has the energy to go. I'm just going to recruit forever. I'm just going to call everybody. I'm going to hit everybody time. with love. Like, yeah. yeah, right. And you know, and like, and, and you can, you know, I don't want to like harp on anybody in the, but like, you know, that was, that's been some of the issues. Like at, at some point, like we just don't recruit to probably the level we should um, in the last handful of coaches. And like, I get the sense that this guy is going to go, he's going to go the length. He's going right. to go, he's going to go for it. Like right. he's going to always be pressing the next level with recruiting. Uh, yeah, especially well, I think even Trev, yeah. I mean, at this point, I've, I've read so many quotes and heard so many people talk, I might even be like making things up. Like, but I swear Trev even kind of basically said, like, th- th- there's no guarantee that that anything's going to be a success. But the one thing that that won't happen is like, we're not going to be at the end of this thing. And, and it's not going to be because of a lack of work. Yeah. And I really like he like rules on those guys that seems like he is going to grind for it. I, I Here's here's the way, way I look at Rule. He's Penn State walk on, coached in the East Coast. Temple's kind of his, you know, his home base. Um, I think he's one of those guys. He's he's a he's got a chip on his shoulder guy. He's a guy that's he got where he's gotten by not just because he's some supreme talent. It's like he's a worker guy. He's right. a guy that had to kind of go against the grain and against the odds to to have success and. 
I, you know, it's like, it's a little weird because he's not a Nebraska guy. And he doesn't feel like a Nebraska guy. I know, but but at but the same I don't time, know, he, it doesn't matter. It like doesn't matter because I think he is that guy that that has the energy and has the ability to just grind and go for it in a way that's like maybe it's not the Nebraska guy thing, like the sort of the Tom Osborne Midwestern thing. But it's okay. It's okay right. that he's not if he has like the right sort of like big picture alignment that we do but he does seem like a nebraskan in the sense that i even appreciated what he said now we'll see what happens if he loses a couple of games with this but like i even appreciated what did he what he said that like listen i came to to lincoln to be a part of this community and not hide in seclusion like that's what nebraskans also want to kind of be able to like see you reach out and touch you like that's what uh frost let's be honest frost was mia yeah and again i don't i'm not but i it'd be hard it's one of the things i wouldn't wish i wouldn't want that level of fame no for any amount of money in the world i really wouldn't to be able to not go anywhere and i would i would couldn't stand that but Bo always seemed to Bo was always a us against the world yeah that's just and that was how he was wired Callahan's not going to go out there and hey, how you doing, Aaron Runza? You know he's not going to do that. And Riley just wasn't here long enough. And I think everybody was kind of like, even if Riley was like, "Hi, everybody, I'm here," and be like, "Oh God, Riley's <laughs> Riley's at Valentino's again, oh, boy." But but I I so I think, but in the sense that he is I feel like a Nebraska guy, and that he he's wants to be out there and Such put his a, arm around. I don't know if they if they brought in the PR firm was like, tell here's what you should tell every Nebraska fan this press conference. Right. But they like. They got everything right. Like yes. just even that was a that was a big thing. I go, God, good state. Like yes, like you want to be a part of the community. Like I, nobody said that before. No, no coaches even thought about well, saying do that. You remember, do you remember? That's why I'm saying he knocked it out of the park. Well, even little things like this, and not. To, I mean, again, I don't want to go back and like kick the guy, but even like I thought it was it. Frost's wife wasn't at the press conference, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Frost, do you remember at yeah. his introductory press conference, he like almost killed the mood and and like emotionally told all of the media that his parents and his family are off limits yeah. like at it like it was basically like you and you guys will not be reaching out to them and all and it's just like he, he always had a chat like there was a for for being the prodigal son that returns home there was always a little bit of like angst with him and the and the fan base well but know, both ways yeah but but frost has such a different uh story than matt rule like matt rule is like nobody knew who matt rule was coming out of high school yeah, you talk about stepping yeah, college you know yeah he coaching career like scott frost was like you know top recruit right like the recruit you know like you know goes to stanford and bill walsh comes back you know, has the stuff here, but then wins a national title here. Like, you know, it, it, his journey is very different, but like he had a different dynamic with, with the media, with fame. Like, so Matt Rule, the, the one thing he kind of has going for him is like, he's never been put up on a pedestal like Frost or, had or had to deal. Like his is more like he can kind of just come in and just be himself. You know, what's interesting. And I don't know why, why when I talk to you, I always go into these like hypothetical dating situations. Like sometimes, sometimes, when you're with someone, you can have too much history. Yeah. Like, man, we just, we, we've been through too much. I got too many 
things about you that I remember <laughs> and vice versa. Sometimes those things like are, are so they make it harder. They make yeah. it harder. Yeah. I think one of the things that became clear and granted losing only kind of amplifies this yeah. was it was almost like frost and the fan base frost in the media frost in nebraska and this goes both ways they all kind of like knew too much about each other well yeah and it seemed like there's always like the the there was you know a handful of the the not frost people that that were quick to want to yeah, yeah. that that immediately were kind of like mm, they they were kind of and in that sense it's nice to go on a blind date and Matt rule sits down and you are like, okay, I know nothing about you. You're an other East than Coaster? you're like, yeah. okay, it says your name is Matt rule. You, you were temple? at temple. Oh, good. Wow. Okay. Baylor and Carolina. Wow. In the NFL. Okay. We say mean you get out of here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but call Tom Osborne. I think we got call Tom. I think I, I need to ask for his hand in marriage here. Um, you want to marry Matt rule? Okay. But, I think my favorite thing to do is Tom Osborne. <laughs> I think I love it more than anything in the world. I don't know if our impressions are accurate at all. You're Tom Osborne's. I just. I don't even know so how to say bad. that. It's pretty bad. But no, but to your point, it's kind of like talk about totally. It just feels like there's no, it is a brand new sheet of paper, a brand new notebook, a yeah. brand new, like the Frost notebook, that shit was tattered and yeah. stuff all in it. So whatever. The other thing I was thinking about, the more I've, the more I let stuff digest and think about and you analyze, the more I've realized this of that rule fits what Nebraska needs in this regard as well, that he is a builder. He won at two schools, Temple and Baylor, two different conferences, two different parts of the country, two different situations. And the one thing that I want to shame myself with is we can poke holes. And you remember we did the whole thing, like didn't beat a ranked opponent, blah, blah, blah. You can poke holes in that. But the bottom line, the dude won. And if we have learned anything and we being the collective, we the fans, the media for Nebraska. If we've learned anything over the course of the last 20 years, it should be to appreciate winning and never take winning for granted. Yeah. It is pretty fucking sweet and rich of me and everybody else to pull up a Wikipedia page and look at an 11-win season and go, no well, what? I mean, well, wait a minute. Hold hold on. Yeah. I mean, okay, 11 wins, but I mean, who are in those wins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When our ass is sitting here. That's the truth. It's like Has who, not been to a bowl. Who cares if you win 11? If it's a ranked team or no ranked teams, but you win 11, it's like you won 11. You won 11 games, dog. Yeah. You won, see what I'm saying? You like, won the, the conference title of Temple. Like, you know, like, you won conference titles. I don't care if it's it's it Temple's league. It's all relative. It's, you won the title. That's the best you can do where you're at. And that's the point, you know? And that's the part where we just, like, it's so clear to me, though, now, like, I mean, yeah, obviously, they fired Frost. It's like, we needed that change, that breath of fresh air of, like, something totally different because... Um, I just think it, it would have been too hard to kind of go on. And I, I mean, right now it's even hard to talk about the, the Mickey stuff because of the yeah. whole the days thing. But like 
the like a continuation with Mickey would have felt like a continuation of the Frost era in a little in as, a weird way. I totally agree. As much as that doesn't make sense, it makes sense. Yeah, because I mean, you probably keep a good chunk of the coaches. Right. And I find it hard to believe it's Mickey's going to then go fire everybody. You know. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Like um, removing the interim tag would have felt like a continuation. This feels like a legitimate, complete starting over. Yeah, it feels very night and day. <laughs> and, and I think that is what the, they this program needs. But I just feel like Nebraska needs someone who knows how to build something into a winner. Yeah, And it's one of the things that, I you know, whenever you think about feathers in the caps of, you know, you talk about someone, Urban Meyer's resume. It's like he did it at Florida. He did it at Ohio State. He did it at Utah. It's one thing to win, but it's another thing to do it at different places he's done it twice at two at, at two very different regions and all and all that stuff and again i just i all of a sudden have you ever been doing something like i caught myself going back through i was like well let me redouble check this ranked win thing i'm like who the fuck do i think i am yeah <laughs> and and by well, it's, me it's i'm okay gonna say to look it's okay to look it's that okay stuff to look up. at that stuff but it's also like nebraska but, who the hell do you think yeah, you are you i guess though to you poo-poo. to write him off like we're too good for that or something right. right now we're not too good for anything like we cannot win can't go to a bowl game we can't go to a bowl game so our expectations need to be different than cherry picking that type of stuff and be like we need a builder we need somebody right. that can help us get back to being a winner the other thing and i already talked about this a little bit but i really think he strikes me as he's a big relationship guy yeah, like that seems to be at the core of who he is. If if you had to ask me right now, like, what do you think his secret like sauce is, or like that that's that whatever that makes him special? Like, I really think he seems like a guy that has a special gift with with connecting with people, in particular yeah. younger people. Yeah, and. I think that matters now more than ever because back in the day, coaches could be maybe more of a hard-ass, my way or the highway type of dudes, but I do think players and kids now are built a little bit different. It's not a my way or the highway type thing. Like You got to kind of like... You got to engage them a little bit, and he seems really good at that. Well, he was very careful. Like, you know, normally when a new coach comes in, it is a lot of the like... I'm running people out of here. Right. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm laying down the law. Like he's, you know, he, he met his first meeting with the players. He talked about how, like, I, I don't want to run anybody out of here. Like he was very like concerned. His line was none of you, none of you chose to play for me, but I chose to coach you. Yeah. It was like very, which is a thought, very good like thing very to say. Thoughtful, but very different than the normal new football coach stance, which is usually like shit's going to change starts now if you don't want to be a part of it get the hell out type of thing and again right? i i hate that almost like this is the last time we we're like frost didn't do that frost was very there was a very like if anything he drew a line and it was just like like you had to wear the scarlet letter of like you played for the fucking wuss riley and i think like mm. he was very he, he was very divi- there was a division in his mind with that and I don't think that ever ultimately plays well for people. The Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting 
has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Well, I think it's hard that – I think there was a little too much blaming the, the last staff uh, – in the frost era, a little bit too much. Like, well, they were just, that's oh, the, you that, think? Yeah. I mean, it was, and, and again, just cause you're just cause you're right. Doesn't mean it's right to say it. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's another lesson learned. Like, and that's where, yeah, I don't know if it's just Matt rule and Trev or it's, they literally hired a PR department is like, trust me on this. And right. they like, they have not said a bad word about the previous staff. They've said, Actually, they think they did a lot of good things. He complimented Mickey. He complimented said he's called Ross. Scott. Yeah. He called Scott. He, he said he considers Scott a friend and, and really like all this stuff. Like he's, I mean, it's all the things that you're supposed to do. And that's, that's I'm impressed with it. That's why I'm impressed. I don't know. Like I say, it's, it is just the press conference. They're doing, but I like when people do things the right way because it <laughs> yeah. tells me they'll do things the right way. Yes. And if you can do the press conference, with all those details correctly, you're thinking through them. Right. Which makes me believe you have a better chance to think through how are we going to recruit? Okay, how are we going to set up our day? How am I going to ensure these guys work this way? Okay, how do we win football? You know, yeah. I want people to think things through right. all the time about everything. Especially when you're the, head, when you're the head yeah. coach, you have to be the most thoroughly thought out, detailed dude there is. And the, the other thing, too, sticking with the whole relationship thing, like, I know, I understand where you're coming from. Like, the NFL, the fact, his failure at Carolina, the struggles of the NFL doesn't really bother me. We've seen a lot of good coaches go to the NFL it's and not work. Too. It's just it's, a different deal, especially, like, he never got a quarterback. Like, the NFL, if you don't have a quarterback, it's like you're, you're screwed. You, you got to play these guys that are the best of the best. You know, he... You're playing Tom Brady twice a year. Like, you don't got a quarterback and you play Tom Brady. You're getting beat. You're, there, you're already two in the hole. You know what I mean? You're already two losses in the hole. Yeah. And, and But the other thing, as I watch him, and this is just an observation, like his, he, and this is real, you'll understand this. He strikes me as a guy who whose style is more suited for college coaching college players than pro players. Like, I don't think, you know, all that, I think so, my opinion would be most pro players, they don't need to, they don't need to hear the, the amazing speech and the, you know, and like, I would argue sometimes that it's a turn off. It's a turn off. And I wouldn't doubt that that's part of, if he had issues at Carolina, I bet his issues were, he was trying to be that guy there, and it's harder to be that guy. And if it seems and like it, pros just want to be like, man, just like, yeah. And there's probably there's probably a, a learning curve for him 
that, you know, cause he said he learned a lot. I bet that's part of the learning curve is like, I, I don't know. I got the sense too, that he's very much about like just being straightforward on the same level, like more like less coach player, more like yes. this. And that's a very much an NFL thing. College is usually this. Yeah. I'm the coach. You're the player. NFL is, we're, we're all, equal. and he said yeah. something along those lines. We're all just people playing, you know, on yeah. this team. And that's like a very, very modern pro football type of talk. And so I think that's maybe a lesson he learned, but I do think you're right. He's more suited for college. I think, and, and I see it, I can only speak to it with certain college coaches. Like some of the all-time great college coaches, like a Tom Izzo. Like I don't think Izzo would work in the in, in the NBA because Tom Tom's an old school, I'm going to chew your ass. I'm going to get at, like that's not how it works Bill in the Self NBA. Bill Self is a college Bill, Bill Self is a, exactly. Yeah. I think the Bill Dana Self Altman, like, college, college basketball. basketball. Yeah. But like, for instance, like I think Greg McDermott could coach in the NBA, yeah. he's got more of that, like that temperament to him. Yeah. Like, and I think the same thing applies for college in the NFL, just from your personality. So I, I think I, in watching him and studying him, I'm like, I, that's just an observation of like, I bet that was an issue for him in the NFL. I have no, I, I that's, I would assume that he just, his style talk. didn't, didn't yeah. quite mesh, but that's, that's where style you got to find your fit. You got to play to your strengths. And like, maybe, you know, one of his strengths is that communication is that like, if you should have that be used more college is probably a better place. College the is energy that it takes to recruit. Like that to me is where like, he's got that energy. College like, is more, yeah. you know, this book is, I mean, you were in the, in the NFL and you played in college, like college football is more, I think culture is almost more important in college sports than it is in professional sports in that like, you know, because when you're a pro, you're there to do a job. You're a professional. Yeah. You're always going to be there. And then guys get traded. You know, you, you can be on a team that you didn't even necessarily choose to be on and you still got to go and buy in and all that stuff. But like, I, I think he strikes me as like, so in college, you got to be able to, you got to, you got to be able to cast a vision galvanize get people to buy in i mean if you're having to beg a 20 million dollar corner to buy in in the nfl like yeah. that's not that guy's <laughs> not gonna make it you know yeah. it, it's just it is a different dynamic in the nfl um not saying culture doesn't matter in the nfl it, but it does but it is built differently almost right it's it's you're right because you're i mean here's the thing though college is slowly yeah, and this is why it's a good experience for Matt Rule to go there because college is evolving to be more like pro now. NIL, transfer portal, right. is closer What's to What's in contracts. it for me? And if it doesn't work for me, I'm out of here. And free agency, yeah. like So right. I think that will actually help Matt Rule uh, navigate that part of the, the changing landscape. And he seemingly is very open about embracing it more than the average coach. Like, his press conference, he had to like walk back, like, "Oh yeah, I'm not paying you." That's right. Like he almost said, "Yeah, right. we're gonna pay you. We're gonna." Be. I was like, "No, <laughs> right?" And he's like, no, 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 no. I should uh, not say that. And it's like, oh, but that's that's. I think it's good. You got to embrace it. Like if you're not embracing it, like what are you doing, right? So, um, I think the, he's yeah. I think he's well suited for this moment. Uh, now the pro the part the hard part comes where it's like making it happen. The the other thing, real quick, with last thing on the NFL, I do. 
I, and I've, t- I mean, you've been on a bunch of text messages where I've, I've kind of sent this. Like, I do the, fa- I do think the fact that he was viewed as good enough to coach in the NFL is a comforting thing. Like, I do think the NFL is the ultimate truth serum in that, like. The NFL doesn't care, and that's why we. That's why I love the draft. I love the draft because it's like the, these GMs. They don't care if you're from Mississippi Valley State or you're from LSU, or whatever. Like if they think you can play, they'll pick you. Yeah, and I think the sh- same thing for the coaches a little bit. Like if 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 so, if someone or or the the league, if you're good enough for the league, that's impressive to me. It's almost like. Uh, Remember for a while in like the mid 2000s where the spur, anybody the Spurs drafted, you just, it was like automatic, like they're great. That guy's got to be great. Like I, I do subscribe to that school of thought a little bit of like anybody that gets named head coach in the NFL to me, I'm like, that's really impressive. Yeah. You've, you've done something. You've done something right. And then the, the last thing with the NFL, that connection is good for recruiting too. The fact that you can dangle that, like I was in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey, I could, I know that, you know, like here's what it takes. I, I now I, you know, it was a good experience. I got to be. This is how this because he was talking about not only get you the NFL but get you the second contract. Like he's right. talking about second contracts. Like that is actually that is a important factor with elite recruits for not sure. Just recruits. We're talking about the elite ones that are thinking everybody both next con if you're I mean the best ones that are thinking about their second contract. Well, and almost everybody thinks they're everybody right now yeah. that is showing up as a freshman, they all think they're going to the NFL. And you gotta I mean it's it's good to be able to dangle that out there. Um his contract. It's an eight year deal, seventy-four million dollars, ninety percent of it is guaranteed. It's an escalating year by year. So it's not like straight nine mil a year. So it's yeah. so next year it's five and a half million. Then this is each year after that. Then six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half, ten, eleven and a half, twelve, twelve and a half million dollars. Is that insane? Nick, Think that about seems that. Seems insane, doesn't it? When you read that, you're like, damn, Nebraska, twelve, twelve and a half million dollars is what this dude's going to make. In the eighth year of his deal, it seems crazy, but that's that's the state of college and pro sports right now. It's just like there's just they're making so much money um, that that's the market, man. That is the market. Yeah, it, it's crazy, but it's also we're backloading a little bit because of the I, I believe think the, the buyout. The probably, buyout yeah. is paying part of it, which is, and I think that's a part part also of like because one thing I wondered was like if it's rule, why did this take so long? But you found out like. There was a lot. Usually, you're just negotiating Nick Baugh to Bo Rude, or in this case, Trev Alberts and the University of Nebraska to Matt Rule. But it had to be Trev Alberts, Nebraska, Matt Rule, and the Carolina Panthers. And they had to figure out how to negotiate all of those. My guess is that Carolina wanted Nebraska to pay more than Nebraska wanted to pay, obviously. Right. Uh, I mean, I think Nebraska. That's would, what I assume. Nebraska would maybe backload more, so they paid <laughs> less up front and could do more with like, you know, money for nil, yeah, whatever, or, or, or assistant coaches, assistant or whatever. coaches. Yeah, I, my guess is that was the battle, and Carolina was saying, "Well, no, we're not going to agree to this uh, unless you pay more and more." And I think because, Nebraska is probably going oh, damn. because there was. I mean, at one point, the deal uh, just like a month ago, uh, four or five weeks ago, the deal fell apart. Yeah, it wasn't going to work. But then Trev came back to the table and they worked it out, and and there it goes. So eight years, seventy four million. It's escalating. Uh, it's a lot of money. 
lot of money for coaches. Then a $7 million pool for the assistant coaches, yeah. which includes the strength staff. That's a big... Nebraska's now in the big boy deep end of the pool in, is, in spending, which, but I mean, it's like the big do 10 it, money man, and with the big 10 money, but like, like to me, it's a statement too. like, <clears throat> we're going to, we're going to spend with the big boys, right? We're going to hire a big boy coach and that's our attitude. And I think it's the right attitude. Like we're, we're not trying to play small right now, right? We're trying to do this the right way. Give them the resources. We got the new facility. I mean, like that's a hundred fifty well. million dollar yeah. facility. Paying a coach nine mil, you know, $74 million, 90% of which is guaranteed. Like, Nebraska's committed to this thing. And that's a good thing. It's a good sign. That's a good thing. A couple more things. There's been a couple. I don't know a lot about some of these people. And I don't want to. There's been a few staff members announced. Yep. Uh, Offensive coordinator Marcus Satterfield. He's the South Carolina offensive coordinator right now. He was with Rule at Temple, Baylor, and Carolina as well. Uh, the the exciting thing is he's the offensive coordinator for South Carolina that just beat Tennessee and Tennessee and Clemson, and in those two games they combined to score ninety four total points. So you go, oh my! Now the jaded my second wife part of me comes out like I went through and looked and I was like, well, what? So I went through and looked at, like the box scores. I'm like, no running the football, all throwing it. You sound. Just like Bill <laughs> Callahan. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like that, that's uh, how, those are those things. That's the first thing I did. Is that sad? I saw it. I was like, oh, Marcus said, oh, well, hold I, on. Nick, I did the same thing. I was like, well, what'd they do? What'd I they, look, oh, oh I, you threw for 300 yards. Yeah, and be. I was like, oh, I wasn't ranked. That, but you know what? Like in the end, here's what you got to remember. The offensive coordinator, but he's, he's now back with his head coach, right? The head coach with the offensive coordinator I think that you need that sort of. I think that that uh, what's the word like the connection, connection that, the understanding, the ken, the chemistry, the chemistry that, between like between like a coaching staff is important, right? So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that like Rule has a plan with him. They know what they need to do, and and it might change with Rule in, yeah, in Nebraska. Say, yeah. With Nebraska, like Rule says he wants to run the ball if he can and be physical. Well, maybe that's not what the head coach at, at South Carolina wanted, right? And so. I mean, when you're in South Carolina and you have Spencer Rattler, who's a good, who can throw the ball and you're yeah. in the SEC and you got like, yeah, maybe in that scenario. It's like, it's like Trey Palmer and Casey Thompson, right? Right, it's like, you know, it's, you're but I don't know, I'm always so, like anybody that's an air it out first person, I'm always just like, you sound just like my second sounds husband. just like him. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I'm interested to learn more about him. Uh, a guy that I have to assume you know, and I have to assume you showered with him a couple of times. <laughs> Am I right? Probably. Who hasn't showered? Probably. I'm talking about Jake Peets. <laughs> Jake Peets, who's going to be the quarterback's coach. He's from O'Neill, Nebraska. He played at Nebraska from 03 to 05. I, I know Jake well. Do you? So okay. I just saw that news. I was really happy Isn't that exciting? to hear that. Yeah, he's, a, I mean, he is such a Husker yeah. through and through. Like, he is a walk-on, like, hard worker. Like, he's a guy that you never really had a chance to even play, but he decided like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the backup long snapper. And he just worked at it. And he was like, I don't know. He may have got on the field, but a few times, but um, he was just a great locker room guy. Great friend. Like he's a guy that just was just a positive influence all the time. Well, and his, he's, he's kind of racked up a pretty amazing coaching resume. He's one of those guys I would say is surprising. Like not that he, 
it's surprising how far and fast he elevated in the NFL yeah. because he he was a guy that you know you're not like the superstar that gets the job easy. Right. He had to work for it. So kind of on that theme I told you about rule, I think that all these guys he is hiring are these like they're these grinder, grinder underdogs. Yeah. Right. Which Nick, I, I like it in the sense of especially with recruiting. They work harder. They just do. They that's how those guys got there. They just go the extra mile. Um, and they've all proven that they can do that. That's well, like I'm even looking at his Wikipedia. His first job in coaching was Santa Barbara City College. He was the special teams coordinator, safeties coach, and strength coach. <laughs> that's how they had to do it then. <laughs> so that's but like, yeah. like and I bet he got paid shit, had to share an office with like three people. They yeah. Wendy's. And yeah, I, you, think, I mean, like, you know, like it's because Jake, if I, my, my memory serves me right. He was the, he was an assistant strength coach with us and then walked on the football program. So okay. he was, that's how he got his start with us was like, he was an assistant strength. Coach. I didn't know that. That's interesting. He just, Nick, he's just a guy that just wants it. You know what but, I mean? But you look at it. I mean, he's, so he's the, I mean, he's the LF, LSU offensive coordinator in yeah. last year. He's been with Sean McVay. He's been an offensive analyst with Nick Saban in 2013. He's been with Jacksonville, with the Redskins, the Raiders. He's been, uh, it's he's been with obviously with the Rams, with McVay. Like a lot of good experience. A though. lot of good experience, what? and so, he's a, he's a Nebraska. So I love that he's been with he's been with uh, Alabama twice. Like so, he's been with Alabama twice. He's been the pros, you know, for a, a good chunk of his career. So he has a lot of good experience, right? Yes. So that that's a that's a big plus. Um, it's it's exciting. Yeah. Then hired Terrence Knighton That's as the, the defensive coach, line right? coach. Yeah. Looks like he's got a pretty good resume. Guy that played in the league, uh, and he's been. It was with the Carolina Panthers and with Matt Rule there. So that's fantastic. Uh, some other guys that they hired. Uh, Ed Foley uh, is going to be the special teams coordinator. Evan Cooper. It's not official but he was the defensive backs coach and recruiting coordinator before. Uh, Corey Campbell is the strength coach. Not sure if you've seen a picture of that guy. Oh, I saw him. Oh, man, that guy. He gets uh, He, he gets looks the part, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He 1,000% he looks the part. EJ Barthel is going to be the running backs coach. He was at UConn right now, but he was with Rule at Temple and Carolina. He was also the recruiting coordinator for a year at Penn State. Yep. Which is is good. So the, the staff is starting to, to round into form. I'll be, I think the big, I just cannot wait. You were wondering two things. One, the Mickey factor. And now that I think we can assume where that's probably heading. Yeah. Um, and then who's his defensive coordinator? I'll be fascinated to see that. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, one of his guys he had in the past. Okay. It so, seems like it. I think he's an older guy. I'm pretty sure that's the guy that's going to be coming. I was hoping for Jim Leonard. I wanted revenge, Jim Leonard. Um, that's a question, Nick. Because will Fickle keep Leonard? I that's a know. tricky one for I, him. I feel like that's a pretty shaky situation. That Leonard got the rug pulled out from underneath him, and it's created a big division amongst the players and the fans. I my guess is, I would think Fickle would maybe want to keep him, but Fickle also is already Fickle's kind of a defensive guy, and like yeah. has. So I thought, like, call Jim Leonard and then make it a package deal with Braylon Allen, their running back. 
It wouldn't hurt. That would be fantastic. But I'll be curious hurt. to see. My, but like I said, my guess is if there's any trend we've seen, it's you know hiring guys that's been with them either at uh, you know at Baylor or at Temple or at Carolina. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the guy from uh, from. Is he a Baylor? Baylor? Yeah, that's I what I thought I had heard. Yeah. That he's the Baylor defensive coordinator right now, isn't he? Or is he? Uh, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I heard something. About, I th- check that. I'm not sure. I I thought I'd read something about someone. He was either who, the Temple or the Baylor. It's one okay. of the last two. So, um, a couple other things. We do got to praise Trev Alberts. I I think he uh, I think he handled this whole thing really well. The fact that it was so buttoned up, there it wasn't leaky. There wasn't a bunch of rumors until the very end. And I mean, these rumors were like. Yeah, you know, I mean, we had yeah. fun with him, but not a lot got out. I thought he did a really good job throughout this process. And if there's anybody like the thing that I like, whenever I started to feel anxious about this situation, I would just be like, listen, I trust and believe in Trev and I, whoever he chooses, I am going to try the fact that Trev gives him the stamp. I give him the stamp. And then the fact that Trev talked the talk, like everything Trev talked about that he was looking for in a coach on September 11th, when he fired frost is all the same stuff that he talked about with Matt rule. And that Matt rule talks about It's kind of amazing. Actually it's so it's like, you talk about a guy that went out, Trev went out and said, this is what I'm looking for. And he found it. Will it work? I don't know. It's but, just, it's just like I said, we don't know what's going to happen, but it's just good to see at least seemingly they're doing everything right. Yes. And, and Trev, I mean, like I said, we'll see how this goes, but I, I, I'd argue that the best hire Nebraska's had in the last 10 years has been Trev Alberts. I, I the, again, the, the fact that there was even like some, like some people that weren't necessarily, ah, oh, is Trev the right hire for AD? Like, man. Are you kidding me? I guess I didn't think AD was that important of a job until Trev. Like, until Trev took over and I went, oh, that's how that job's supposed to be done. Oh, he's the man. I love that guy. He's He's been awesome. So he's been like, great. Uh, that's been a bit of a revelation for me. It's just like, what an AD's job is and how to do it right. That dude's writing the book on it. He is. He really is. The, the other thing, Trev, he said they talked to 13 coaching candidates or whatever 13 i think i got them i i, I think i just in my head like do, do you think i, I think I, I got all 13 right okay well, so let me hear them rule obviously yeah leipold chris Kleiman, luke fickle gary patterson jeff munkin god country option matt campbell dave doran bill o'brien urban meyer Mark Stoops, Bronco Mendenhall, Chris Peterson. That's my guess of the 13 coaches they taught. Any, anybody I, I left out or... I believe the paper said he reached out to like Belichick and Saban and some of those people just for advice. Right. Not Does for that like, count as... Um, probably not. I don't know. Probably I just, not. I just thought like... But, I was like, let me take a stab and see if I can get to the 13 days. That's probably about right. I think that's probably right. Pretty good pool there. Pretty good. Um, another thought I just want to touch on now we're talking about coaches and staffs. and But here's one thing I also I like. I want to tell you I like about Rule. 
Okay, Penn State volunteer assistant, Albright College linebackers coach, Buffalo defensive line coach, UCLA defensive line, Western Carolina special teams linebackers, uh, Western Carolina head coach special teams linebackers, Western Carolina head coach running game coordinator, special teams linebacker, Temple D-line, Temple quarterbacks coach recruiting coordinator, Temple offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach, Temple offensive coordinator tight ends recruiting coordinator, New York Giants assistant offensive line coach, Temple head coach, Baylor, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's coached almost it, every position. So he's coached yeah. O-line, D-line, tight ends, special teams, linebackers. Right. Running game coordinator. Like. Yeah, that is it is unique. That, that is very unique. Nick, do you know why I like it? Because he's the head coach. He's not the coordinators. And he knows what each job is supposed to do and look like. Right. I find that. We've suffered when the head coach has tunnel vision on the thing he knows and doesn't know what the problem is. Your job as the head coach is to find the problems when they happen and be able to change them. You got to know what the problem is and how to fix the problem. That's your job. And we haven't had coaches that always could do that. I think it's a lot easier when you've been in each of those positions and actually coached, actually know what it's supposed to look like. Great point. That's a fantastic point. Cause I, and I, I totally agree. And I think you also can't just outsource it too. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, I don't know anything about offense. I'm just, you deal with that. Like, well, like, but then you don't see the but problem. Then you don't, but then you still, that still doesn't solve the root issue. Yeah. Like, now, I'm not saying you have to be an expert at everything, but if you can't see, if you t- you give your your coordinators, hey, you go do your thing, right? But if it's not going well, it can't be well, keep doing your thing. It has to be. I see where the problem is. You're not doing this. Your guys don't understand this. You're not communicating well enough. To like, you need to have this change, and I think that's the next level. That's the difference between the okay coaches and the great coaches. The great coaches see the problems and understand what needs to change, what their coaches need to change. Where I think the average coaches outsource it and go, do I just need a new coach? What's the, like they can't coach their coaches. And I wonder if on some level and you, I don't know if you have had a coach like this, it'd be kind of weird if you're the head honcho was really had his hands in one side of the ball and was really in Vested on that side of the ball. On the other side of the ball, you just, they never really were around you or coached you. It happens you. all the time, though. It happens all the time. I know. It's time. just, that's a weird. I don't like it because it becomes fragmented and it becomes, you become blind to your, your weak spots. Right. Like if the head coach isn't in everything, you develop these blind, these blind weaknesses or something. It's like you just, that's you, interesting. You let these things fester. One side of the ball can just, you can kind of get this runaway where like they just, I don't know, they just can really. No, I like that. You made a great point. Yeah. That's that's a great point. I I totally, I completely agree. He seems like one of those guys, and I would think now Belichick's a defensive guy, but I feel like Belichick strikes me as a guy that could go into. Yeah. He could go talk to Tom. He does. He could go talk to the special teams. He could go talk to the D line and literally get in there and be like, "No, you gotta, you're." Your hand. Tony Dungy said that because because Belichick was 
Tony Dungy's special teams coach for a few years when I think they were at, I don't know if it was Minnesota or Detroit. I think it was Detroit. And so he was telling him like Belichick spent like a whole day teaching him like how to properly block a punt. And he said the next day he blocked a punt, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right, Belichick right. was a special teams coach. So he right. cares about doing special teams, right? He knows everything about it. Right. Right. He watched film with Tom Brady every week, him and Brady watch film. Brady was the offensive coordinator. Like, right. so he is talking through things with Brady. What do you like? That is what a good head coach does. He, you got to know everything. Why are you getting paid $70 million? Well, because you're responsible for knowing what everybody should know. Right. And you got to be responsible for getting the players. Right. And I love it. That's the only reason you get should be paid $74 million. I think it's insane, but that's why you should. You better know all that stuff. I love it. That might be a good way to wrap it up. I, unless there's anything else. That's a great final point. Do you have no. anything else? We also have... <laughs> we have... Five months until the spring game, and then months and months after that, like to digest all this stuff. So we we got to pace ourselves a little we bit do. with all these things. I, I said I I think I sent out the group in our group chat. I said what I want to see is how Matt Rule addresses O line and D line right recruiting in the next two months. Right. That's uh, that's an interesting. That'll be an interesting thing. Like how do you even address? Well, that? and even I mean, I so we're like. I thought I had read a report that he has expressed Matt rule has expressed to Casey Thompson that he wants Casey back. I think he, I think they're, they gotta be working on that. Uh, Trey Palmer already said, gotta go to the NFL. Gotta go. O'Shawn Mathis said he was weighing his options, but leaning towards the NFL. Um, so we'll see. And now it'll be interesting that also then who stays, who enters the portal on the team. I'm nervous that a guy like AJ Allen, now that Brian Applewhite's probably out, AJ Allen might be gone. Who knows? Uh, Maybe our boy Gabe Irvin will get a Gabe carry. Gabe Irvin will finally, finally get the, the situation he's always deserved. But yeah. And then it's still interesting to like, and we won't know until the season starts of like, I still don't quite have a sense. I know what Matt Rule says he wants this thing to look like. I don't know if I have a great idea of what it's actually going to look like. It's going to take time. I mean, that's like I, I say, I'm interested to see what he does with the O and D line, but like how much can happen in in one recruiting one cycle? cycle? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I probably mean, not a ton. Not. I mean, at this point, yeah, if you can find it, anybody worthwhile in the, the portal, but I mean, you're recruiting. It's going to be hard to get like a recruit at this point. You got right. It's early signing days. Like, yeah. When the portal thing still opens on the 5th. Is early so. signing the 15th? That sounds that seems early, but it's uh, yeah in that fifteenth twentieth range. I don't know. To yeah, December it's not 15th next week. It's not the fifth. It's, no, it's the, the portal opens on the fifth. If Portal's I'm not mistaken, the fifth. I think early signing is like the fifteenth. Yeah, so things are gonna move quick here. Damn. Uh, but then yeah, and then obviously I'll be interested to see who his defensive coordinator is too. Yeah, that's it. That's it. My voice hung in there. You hung in there. You made great points. I just all I I personally would have. Wish the press conference would have been Tom Osborne marrying Matt Rule and Trev Alberts. Who was wearing wear the dress? <laughs> <laughs> Should we end on that? <laughs> end on okay. That. Oh, it's fantastic. All right. Matt Rule, he rules. Everybody wants to rule the world. Ooh.